<laughs> seven minutes after 10 o'clock. The effing mayor of uh, Columbia is, uh, her photograph is being, I just got it texted to me. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, with Mike Murphy a little later in the program and also about uh, potential uh, police chiefs. And uh, we'll do that at uh, 11.05. Uh, Dave Rowland uh, should be with us as well. It is Think Tank Thursday. We did cover a story about uh, pedophilia, about a, a, a kid who's on a dating site. He's 18. He's going to c- community college. Uh, his life is on, you know, on a nice uh, trajectory. He gets on a dating site for 18 and years old and older, and he meets a girl, and uh, the two of them do the nasty. And the next thing you know, it the parents of the girl find out. She turns out to be 16 years old, calls the police. The kid goes to court. He makes a deal uh, that that uh, you know gives him, I think, six years probation. And the net result of this uh, deal was that he couldn't be within so many feet of a, a school or a playground. Um, nobody under the age of seventeen could be, uh, you know, visit a house that he lived in. That drove, then he, of course, had a hard time with that on his uh, resume to find a job. Uh, His whole life just got completely screwed up. Uh, He finally found a job. It turned out he was too close to a school. Um, His probation officer, and he, I guess he appeals that, you know, because getting a job was nearly impossible. And he he appeals... uh, to the courts, and the court says, wait, you, you mean you continue to work there? No. Probation revoked. You're going to prison. Uh, it just, I mean, completely, this kid had no, there was no chance he could succeed. And the, the point uh, that, that I was making, and Jim Babka and I were, were chatting about, was that we lump so many of these laws together, you know, I, I would have held this kid completely innocent. Um if he was on a dating site where the girl misrepresented herself, he did nothing wrong. I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure how to fix it. And and if you get caught, um, you know, you've been at a beer joint and you're a little toasty and you get outside before you drive home, you go around the back of the building and relieve yourself. And don't get me wrong, I'm not in favor of it. I'm not promoting it. But it happens, and I know it does. You shouldn't be on a sex offendery, uh, a, 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 a offendery. <laughs> That's a new word. You know. I, yeah, but you can use it. It's okay. Okay. Um, you shouldn't be on a, a sex offender uh, list for that. I, we just, we've gone crazy with these laws. And I, I think we need to draw I think back he must have bit. had really bad representation in that case. I mean, when you think about it, so the girl, the 16-year-old girl, was not even part of the case. She wasn't called to say, you know, why didn't you inform him your real age? I well, mean, can, a just, year-old, can a 16-year-old make that choice? Can well, they think they can, apparently. I mean, are you supposed to check a birth certificate before you do the nasty each time? I, I don't know. Person, you know, is on a, a dating site and... 120 years ago, 16-year-olds were getting married. I know. 
it just seems wrong. It seems like this kid was, you know, given a... Uh, sometimes we've just lost all common sense in society. And I think you're going to bring up another topic today about a guy that went to prison for a meme. Yeah, we may do that with Dave Rowland. I'm not sure yet. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, what Brian's talking about is this guy uh, was having some fun on the interwebs, put up a, a, a meme that says uh, Democrats uh, who are voting for Hillary, uh, you, you vote a day early and you go to this website. You don't have to actually show up. It was just, it was a meme. It was it was humorous. Um, he's been sent to, sentenced to prison. Uh, they're appealing the decision and hopefully they uh, prevail. In the meantime, Roger is on in Springfield. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Doing okay? Yeah. Say, I moved to Springfield in 1990. I got a friend, and the friend told me that he was a sex offender. And I says, well, how so? And he told me the story, and the story is that he was going through a nasty divorce in Ohio, and his wife testified in the court that he molested his daughter. He was tried for that, got a public defender, and ended up in prison for five years. And he's on the sex offenders list. He said to me that he never had any contacts with his daughter sexually. And it was due to the fact that she, they were going through a divorce. So that the public happen. defender... Yes, and his public defender advised him to take a plea deal of five years and get on the list when he gets out. So he took the plea deal because he was facing a lot more years than just five. So when he got out, he was on the sex offenders list, and he tried to rent an apartment from me, and I found out about it through verifying through the sex offenders list that he was on the list. Well, I rented him the apartment anyway because I had faith in him. And I fronted him $8,000, and I went with him to Ohio, and we got an attorney and got it revisited in the court, and his daughter testified that her mother told her to say this because it would just make things easier for wow. him. Wow. Oh so God. he was... Re he was removed from the sex offenders list in Ohio and nothing happened to the mother and he's still on this list today. Now this was in 1995. Well, I thought you said he was removed and from the list. He was in Ohio. Oh, but the, in Missouri but he's still on the list? He's on the list in all 49 other states, and some states, such as I believe it was Florida, you can't get off the list no matter what. Oh. So he still suffers today, even though he's been cleared. He's, he just moved to, uh, I have some land that I let him uh, put a mobile home on, and he lives out in the middle of nowhere on this land away from all society. He works part-time. He's had 22 brain surgeries due to an automobile accident where he was parked at a red light and somebody hit him from behind at 55 miles an hour. 
All right, so, so he's in, he's, a, he's in a, a really tough position. What a great guy you are. I don't know how you're ever going to get paid back the money, uh, but the kindness is I, I terrific. Don't. And I, I certainly I, wish him I, and you the best of luck. Roger, thank you for the call. Man, what a what a horror story, huh? Uh, Dan, good morning. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning, Gary and everyone else. I was calling to comment about this uh, 18 and 16-year-old situation, and I want to say that really what I feel this is is a failing of the educational system, and the reason why is you can go through high school and they will never explain the various laws to you. When I went to college, uh, I attended a class where they actually told us about the laws and said if you're with anyone that you think even might be remotely younger than you, don't do anything without looking at a driver's license or you could go to jail. An educational opportunity missed at the, at the high school level has caused this guy great harm. What a mess that you should have to, you know, show me your ID, please. Oh, for crying out loud. Wow, yep, we're getting really the passionate. And the only way to protect yourself is to require looking at the ID so that you know how old the person is. They said, do not take the person's word for anything because the courts won't care. You will go to jail because they are underage. There's no, well, they consented or, or they enticed me or they lied. Nobody cares. It is quite simple. They're under the age of 18. What if you don't you suspect, go to jail. What if you don't suspect that they're, the, that they're younger than you? They said if you don't know they're older than you, you go get you look at the driver's license or you can go to jail. All right. Dan, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Brian, can you imagine you're you know, you're you're um, all worked up and and uh, you're perhaps gonna go in that direction. You go, up, oh, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let me see your driver's yeah, license. Exactly. That was the point I was trying to make earlier. It's like, come on. There's just no common sense left. Jesus insane. Uh, Don is on the line now. Good morning, Don. Hello, buddy. How you doing? All right. Well, if common sense was so prevalent, we wouldn't be having this conversation anyway. <laughs> and the way I feel about it, if you find two consensual parties involved in something like this, there should be no criminal anything. Yeah, but you could talk a, an eight-year-old into doing things. Well, I mean... Let's get back to the common sense then, you know, regarding something like it. That's that's obvious. But, you know, like this guy you were talking, I just caught part of your conversation, you know, about the 18-year-old and the 16-year-old girl that put herself on that dating site. Mm -hmm. You know, she was complicit. She put herself out there. And I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but, hell, if you don't know, you just assume everybody's dotted the I's and crossed all the T's, you know. It's just a crying shame. In the old days, it was never an issue. I'm 71 years old. How was it not an issue in the old days? What do you mean? Well, back then, you know, what I mean, if you went out on a date, you went out on a date. It wasn't there. But everything is so, you know, sexualized and sensationalized in today's everywhere you look on television. You know, it's just all over the place. So it just kind of uh, throws the log onto the fire and helps, you know, exacerbate the situation. And that old man that uh, helped that guy out, my hat's off to him. 
Oh yeah. You know, regarding uh, the one guy, you know, because you know that's just something that's going to be on on your record forever. And it's just we've got so many really important issues like these smash and grabbers, these bastards that are breaking in the stores and stuff like that. That's where we need to be focusing a lot of our attention on domestically, and right. not so much these uh, other little trivialities. And you remember the TV uh, show a uh, to catch a predator that NBC had on there for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, remember all those clowns, judges, law enforcement people and everything like that, and they were nailing them left and right. You know, they finally got the show canceled for some reason. But, I mean, it's just it's just going on and on and on, and uh, I think there are a whole lot more important issues at hand. Although right. I admire you. I got, I got to, Don, i got to run. I'm up against the clock. I appreciate the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572, or go to GaryNolan.com. Uh, Ron Calzone coming up. Why the United States is not like the Middle East. It's 1022. Uh, Mike Murphy is going to be with us. Como Buzz, B-U-Z, uh, dot com. Uh, we'll talk about the police chiefs. They had a, a, a forum, and he was there. And we'll find out what his take is on all of that. That's uh, at, at 11.05. Uh, Dave Roland after that. In the meantime, we were talking about this story. It's at Reason Magazine's uh, website, reason.com, about this book where these people are just, these guys are getting railroaded. And, Brian, I think the best commentary I've heard came in from Steve. That was perfect. Steve said, it's a strange world. The 16-year-old girl that chose to get on a dating site for 18-year-old and older is deemed to have no culpability in the natural result of her actions because 16-year-old girls can't consent. He goes on to say, however, the same 16-year-old girl can choose to have herself chemically and surgically mutilated with the full support of the government. Well, that's different. <laughs> make the, he, <laughs> Somehow. He, he asks me to make this make sense, please. No, no, Steve, I can't do that. I can't do that. Nobody can. Uh, KC is on the line. Let's get KC in. Good morning. Yeah, I have a question on part of it with a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, well, she did that and charged him. How come they don't turn around and charge the parents with a child's endangerment because they're not regulating what their child's supposed to be doing? They let her get on and do all this. Well... Carried to its natural uh, end, that uh, that methodology, that thinking. Every kid that goes out uh, in Chicago in the middle of the night with a gun uh, and and shoots at people, the parents would be then charged with you know murder or whatever, right along with them. Yeah, and we we can't have that. But but yeah, but uh, I mean to make a two way street out of it, I mean. Um, well, uh, she did it under the skies of a, of, a, of a age, actually, anyway, too, supposedly, so there should be some sort of a um, rebuttal against her for what she did. Kind of a char- I guess a charge or something like this, really. Yeah, well, she's an active participant in sex with a minor. Shouldn't she be prosecuted, too? I don't know. Casey, thank yeah. you for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, what does Melissa have to say here? What happened to the 16-year-old in the story? She lied. When I was in high school, we dated. Our parents were the ones who decided if they were 
too old in college. Same thing. Not parents, but uh, let's see. Here's one uh, for you. Two 17-year-olds get caught in a school parking lot at 11.30 p.m. on a Friday. They now have to register as sex offenders for the rest of their lives. Uh, David, you sent me this message. Is this a true story? The two 17-year-olds get caught doing the nasty and both of them have to register? Oh, come on, that's insane. Uh, follow up on that, David. I am, I am really curious. Uh, Kelly is on the line. Good morning, Kelly. Hi. Um, I think you touched a little bit on what I was going to bring up. My first question was, what are the consequences for the 16-year-old? I think that she should be responsible, um, not just the 18-year-old. And then my other question was, what about high school dating? When I went to high school, we had 16-year-olds and 18-year-olds in the same high school. And there was dating across the board. Um, and nobody labeled them as anything. Did so those they? are my two points, and I'll let you discuss that. All right, Kelly, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, you know, I don't know. Did anybody uh, do the nasty in the school? I, I am, I'm assuming they have. Look. We want to believe that there was a time when 16, 17-year-olds didn't, didn't have sex. And it just isn't the case. They have always done, you know, had sex. Uh, and for years, for hundreds of years, it was okay. You got married and it's just the way things were. Suddenly we are the moralists in the world, and we decide when a 16- or 17-year-old can be intimate because we know so much better. We may know better because we have the benefit of age, but they should have the same freedoms that, you know, they historically have had. I think we've gone too far with this. I think we've gone too far with this. And I think the way we're holding people accountable is wrong. Uh, as witnessed by that case that we talked about at the very beginning when Jim Babka came on, uh, where this 18-year-old uh, boy is on a dating site for 18 and over, meets the 16-year-old girl, and he's the one that's in trouble. This system is a little bit screwy. It really is. All right. Uh, coming up, uh, we will have Ron Calzone, MoFirst.org. Uh, his uh, pearly words of wisdom will be shared with us. Uh, he, sa he says why the United States is not like the Middle East. And the solution with the best chance for peace between Israel and the Jordanians. I don't think the Jordanians are the real big issue here. I think the Palestinians are uh, on the Gaza Strip. But uh, we'll see. I have gotten some very strange um, missives from friends of mine, including a Jewish uh, guy who really is not siding with Israel. And I'm tempted to bring them on just to explore this. Uh, this, this gentleman is Jewish. Uh, he's got a Ph.D. He's a, a friend of mine. And he seems to think that Israel is at least partly responsible for what's going on.
Um, all right, we're going to move on because we have to. Then Como Buzz, Mike Murphy will be with us. Chiefs of Police, Dave Rowland with some interesting cases on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, it's the Gary Nolan Show. It's 35 minutes after 10. Uh, coming up, Mike Murphy, Como Buzz. Uh, we'll have uh, Dave Rowland on. Uh, Dave, of course. Uh, who crafted the uh, second or helped craft the Second Amendment Preservation Act? Uh, it, it's not on his list, but it's on mine. Uh, the ridiculous reason that it's being upheld, that it's being held up, uh, it just—I I read it and I was like, oh, "You got to be kidding! This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." Uh, it has nothing to do with what the law does. The reason it's being held up has a lot to do with why the law was written. That's so stupid, I can't even begin to tell you. In any case, right now, from MoFirst.org, it is Ron Calzone. 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 Uh, Ron, welcome. How are you? I'm doing quite well, and I'm just as frustrated as you are about the ridiculous reason that the uh, that federal judge... Uh, ruled against the Second Amendment Preservation Act in the first round. Yeah, but by the it way, ain't over. it ain't over yet. Uh, no, I, I think an appeal uh, we will prevail. Uh, also, Robert F. Kennedy. I hear a lot of libertarians and a lot of Republicans go, "Oh, I'm going to vote for him because he's anti-vax." I'm going to tell you some things about Robert F. Kennedy that should chill your blood. This guy is not a conservative. Maybe he's anti-vax, but that doesn't mean he's right on anything else. Um, and, and I hopefully will uh, persuade you to not vote for uh, Robert F. Kennedy. That I will do. I promised to do it earlier in the show. I got kind of uh, waylaid. Uh, and, and so uh, we'll do it in about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. Ron Calzone first, though. You're, you're, uh, baiting, you're baiting me, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I and and I and I I don't know that I can bring myself to vote for RFK Jr., but he's right about a lot more than just the vax issue. And he's wrong, really wrong <laughs> about a lot more. He's, he is, but uh, you know, don't forget that the that President Trump was the most anti-gun president that we've had in a long time. If you measure what he's act, what he actually did. Well, Republicans have done more harm to the Second Amendment than the Democrats have. Yep, We're all afraid it. of the Democrats. Hell, you ought to be afraid of the Republicans. And part of the reason is, is because when, when the Democrats do something uh, stupid, the Republicans are willing to stand up against them. But when a Republican president does something stupid, the Republicans too often just sit down. Yeah. All right. Why the United States is not like the Middle East... And a solution with the best chance for peace. You said between Israel and the Jordanians. Is no, that, that was a that was a, a brain. That was a senior moment. I'm, that was a I'm, Biden moment, Ron. You had a was, Biden. You know, I heard you. I heard you play Biden's uh, little audio earlier, and it's just yeah, and it's just uh, got me <laughs> got me flustered too. But no, I, of course, I I meant the Palestinians. Okay, All right, I, so. and, and and peace in the Middle East in general. But. So what's different about the makeup of the United States and the makeup of that part of the world? Well, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to tell us. Okay. From your <laughs> okay. viewpoint, because my viewpoint well, at this point. 
The big, I mean, one of the big things, one of the one of several big things, is is that everybody came to the United States for more or less the same reason, and and it can be summed up, I think, with the word liberty or freedom, and sometimes it was freedom of religion, and sometimes it was economic freedom. And economic opportunity. You know, the war for American independence was a war fought between mercantilism and capitalism. You know, and, and capitalism won. It's you know being severely wounded, been severely wounded since then. But there's, the, but the difference is, is you have uh, all of these tribes, this tribal mentality, and I'm using that in the general sense in the Middle East. You know, so they're they're not together because they have any kind of common ground or common beliefs uh, like Americans generally are. Of course, that should warn us about who comes to America now. You know, why are they coming to America? Are they coming for the, for the same reasons that America was originally settled and established? But that's the, the biggest single difference, I think. Of course, I do think the Christian influence in America has, has been a bigger factor than it was has been there. But you know, they act like a bunch of tribes rather than people with a common interest in some common ground. And that's why I think that, you know, as as it is now, you'll never see things change. What could change things? There needs to be something that's common ground. You know, and, and, and in America, by the way, I think that largely, in spite of some problems we've had, we respect people's differences. And And as long as they're not interfering with our rights and the things that we're trying to do, we respect their right to be different. And and that's not what they have there. And as you alluded to earlier, I think that the government of Israel, I'm not talking about Jews, I'm not talking about Israelis even, I'm talking about the government. Governments are always the problem, right? The government of Hamas, the government of Israel, they're the perpetrators. The government of Israel is not respecting the rights of people that aren't Jews. And, you know, so what do they need? I think that there, there's no way in the world that they can live in close proximity like they do now under the conditions they do now without the fighting continuing. What they need, I believe, is a constitution, a written constitution like the one America has, like the one the United States has. And they need ways to enforce the constitution. And so that and, and the idea is to force everyone to respect the rights of everyone else. Might there be a concern if you give uh, the kind of freedoms you're talking about to the uh, uh, Palestinians that they will take that opportunity to to attack Israel like they just did? Well, how's it working out now? You know, I, you, I suppose you could you could just um, support Israel wiping them off the face of the earth, uh, and yet I don't think that's going to I don't think that's going to work because I think you're going to see it continual influx of people that uh, are, were upset about them getting wiped off, the Gaza getting leveled, you know, from the rest of that part of the world. You know, at some point, there has to be some common ground that brings people together, and they're going to have to find the common ground. And that, that common ground might be a constitution that they all agree to and all agree to live under. My understanding is, and you might be better versed on this than me, but one of the things that that the uh, that the Palestinians are complaining about was is that they were going to suspend the influence of the courts. Netanyahu has at least was promoting the idea of suspending uh, the influence of the courts on the system, and so that means you have more corrupt governments. Every government is corrupt, uh, 
by the way, everything that you hear coming out of the Middle East is propaganda. It's all a lie. All of it is a lie. Some of it is more accurate than the rest of it. You know, so we have to be very careful what we believe. But what they what's very clear is is that they they don't have a written constitution that forces them to respect one another's rights. So the Palestinians on the Gaza Strip, instead of going after the Israeli military, went into these communes and shot up innocent people. And that's kind of a problem. It is a problem. And so who's, who is the fault of that? Is that, is that the typical uh, resident of Gaza or is that... The government was that well, Hamas? Hamas is the, the people in Gaza elected them. Yep, and that's the and, problem. And instead of um, instead of their uh, fighting their war against the Israeli military, they went in and and, and killed uh, innocent civilians. Mm-hmm. And so the United I think States has never done that. I'm not suggesting that uh, moral equivalence is an answer. I'm just saying. It's a, it's the wrong tactic. If it was wrong for us, it's wrong for the Palestinians. Yep, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, it's wrong for them. I'm not taking sides. I'm not taking one side or the other. You know, my my main message today is that if there's any truth to the to the idea that a constitution that forces people to respect one another is of value, then the message to us is we better defend our constitution. I don't disagree with that message even a little. Uh, and, and um, you know, one of the other things that you and I are fans of is our Second Amendment. And I don't know if you read these stories about uh, how difficult it was to get a firearm in Israel. You'd think, you'd think that a, a civilization, uh, a country where they're surrounded by people that allegedly hate them, that their people would be armed. Uh, but getting a gun in Israel... Uh, pre this uh, attack was very difficult and you could only get 50 bullets at a time you there are rounds of uh, ammunition uh, at a time if you wanted to sell your gun you had to go back to the government um, almost half the people who applied to get a firearm were denied then they got attacked and suddenly they're given guns away sounds a little bit like Ukraine well do you remember do you remember at the beginning yep. of Ukraine situation they were they finally decided maybe it would it's a good idea for citizens to be armed this is uh, this is a lesson that we need to remember in this country because what's happened there may one day happen here in fact with the uh, uh the FBI is concerned that there are lone uh terrorists out there who may pop up here in the United States and start shooting people or running people over and they'll use that to make us even more of a surveillance state than we are now, just like Israel is. You can't make a move in Israel without being watched. Well, apparently you facial, can at facial first. recognition. Well, you can, you can come in on a hang glider, you can. I guess. Yeah. All right. Ron Calzone, MoFirst.org. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, coming up, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You're a conservative. He is not your guy. It's 1051. I just saw the most incredible video. I mean, I just love this thing. I'll talk about it on Gary on Guns. In fact, I'll even post it at Gary on Guns uh, on Saturday. Uh, That's a program that airs uh, from uh, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Saturday mornings. 
the the uh, the video I'm talking about that I so enjoyed is a, a jewelry store, and uh, four smash and grab one two three four five smash and grab uh, thieves come into this jewelry store, and they're all hoodied up and masked up, and they even brought plastic tubs with them to carry away their booty. Uh, they come in with a, a hammer and they start smashing the glass, and they're swarming the store. And then one of the employees of the store pulls out a gun and starts shooting. They couldn't get out of that store fast enough. They were climbing over each other. <laughs> they left the plastic tubs. They didn't get anything, as far as I can see. And the, and the whole thing was thwarted. Oh, I'll bet they think twice about going in there again. Holy Toledo. What a great video. That ought to happen more often. That ought to happen more often. I know what you're thinking. Well, gee, were their lives really in danger? I would think they might be the guys swinging a hammer. Yeah. Can't stop them from trying, but you could damn sure break them in the habit. What a great video. God, I love that. Stopped them. Arrogant sons of guns, I'm telling you. All right. Uh, coming up, Mike Murphy, ComoBuzz.com. Uh, he was at this meeting yesterday where each of these uh, uh, potential police chiefs for the city of Columbia uh, were being interviewed. And he's going to give us his take on this. We'll do that at 11.05. Then Dave Rowland is going to be with us. And interestingly, one of the, uh, one of the topics that Dave is going to cover uh, is actually the, um, the uh, guilty plea that uh, that uh, was uh, Sydney Powell uh, Sydney Powell pleaded guilty she acknowledged that she unlawfully attempted to overturn the 2020 presidential election oh will she testify against Trump what is she really doing sometimes there's more to the story than you think but she is uh, her plead was guilty uh, it, it, to overturn uh, Trump's Georgia loss she got probation. We'll get the details from Dave Rowland. That's just the tip of the iceberg for Dave because he's got a lot more. Uh, in the meantime, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I hear from my libertarian friends and my conservative Republican friends that maybe they'll, they'll vote for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This is a guy that is so convinced that man-made global warming is a problem that he's willing to incarcerate people who disagree with him. That is not conservative. Not by any means. Now he's come out and said he is in favor of reparations. Uh, this is actually to the left of Joe Biden. Uh, he's, uh, he's in favor of issuing reparations to the black community. Uh, that would, uh, according to the New York Post, make him the most prominent 2024 candidate to favor the policy to, uh, quote, atone for slavery and legal segregation. He, he was uh, running as a Democrat. The Democrats weren't giving him any respect, so he decided to run as an independent. I don't know uh, how many states he can get on. I don't think he can get on very many ballots. But he uh, wants to issue federal tax dollars to rebuild infrastructure like banks and businesses, uh, as well as direct redress payments 
or tax credits um, for uh, the black community. Look, we had slavery. Much of the world had slavery. That doesn't make it right. I'm not arguing for moral equivalence here. I'm just telling you that that's what most of the world engaged in. That was over in the 1860s. And by the 1960s, the blacks in this country were doing better than, uh, I would argue, probably than they are today. They were opening businesses. They were being successful. Somehow, well, the government had to help, you know. They had to come to the rescue. The irony here is that somehow... That generation from the 1950s managed to survive and thrive and grow without reparations. They managed to overcome the history of slavery and be successful. So apparently it skips a couple of generations. Two, three generations later, we now have to give uh, relatives... And, and we're not even sure if they're relatives. I mean, how are you going to trace the family tree? Suddenly we have to give these alleged relatives of slaves tax dollars. And what's even more frustrating and more irritating and more more illogical is that you and I, who have never advocated for slavery, never had any slaves... In many cases, our families don't go back. The, my family uh, came here at the end of the twentieth, uh, the end of the nineteenth century, except for one relative on my father's side, and she was a Native American Indian. So, I had nothing to do with slavery, and nobody in my family did. Why should I have to pay? Uh, it, it none of it makes any sense. But Kennedy is in favor of this. Uh, he, he just is not a conservative. Just because you agree with him on one or two things, if he's going to destroy the republic anyway, he is not your guy. There are lots of opportunities to pick a lesser evil than him. And if that's what your goal is, to pick uh, pick the lesser evil, it is not... Robert F. Kennedy Jr. It is not. All right, chiefs of police in Columbia, Missouri. And I looked at, and and in fact, we talked about this uh, last week with Mike Murphy. And I concluded Jill Schluti is the person who should have this job. She has worked for the city uh, tirelessly. She has uh, really, I mean, she knows the city. She's the one who should be the next chief. But he was in on the meeting. We'll find out what he discovered next on The Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio. This is The Gary Nolan Show.